When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And today we have on a very special guest. If you've watched any amount of Say Yes to the Dress in your lifetime, you know this name. We are welcoming Panina Tournay to the show. Panina Tournay is a world-renowned bridal and evening wear designer and founder of the Panina Tournay brand. In addition, she is an actress and television personality who has appeared on 19 seasons of Say Yes to the Dress, as well as many other TV programs worldwide. Panina, Welcome to the show. Fallon, thank you for having me on your beautiful show. I know how helpful you are because my creative director, Yael, listens to you and she says that you have been so helpful. She's planning her wedding. (laughs) Do you know... Yael is my middle name. Really? Yael is your middle name? It is my middle name. Tell her I saw her email. I was like... We're we're sisters, so I was like, I love it. I'm I'm ha- congratulations on your big day, my friend. I will, I will say that to you. <laughs> well, Panina, thank you so much again for coming on. You guys are in Israel, correct? Yes, we are. Whew. So I appreciate you staying up late for us to record this. Of course, Fallon, I would stay up all night for you. <laughs> <laughs> let's party. Let's do this. Tell us a little bit more. How did you get started? How did the how did your brand come to life? Well. You know, I guess um, that when it is your calling, things just happen in a weird way. Mm. So I never really wanted to become a designer, or, you know, a fashion designer or a bridal designer at all. It wasn't at all one of, you know, my dreams. But it happened, I guess, because it was my calling and I was uh, meant mm. to do what I do. Um, and I believe that it's because I get to work with women uh, at a very, you know, sensitive time in their lives. And I'm able to be there with all my experience. So you see, I married for the third time to David, third time a charm. <laughs> and I, was I like, know three, three is my lucky number. Exactly. So let's do it. <laughs> and David is my lucky man. <laughs> I mean, hey. I'm lucky to have him. So, um, so I do know a lot about weddings and relationships and, and I'm there for, for my brides, not only for, you know, to help them choose their dream dress, but also to listen to whatever issues they may have before the wedding and give them mm-hmm. the most sincere advice uh, that I can give them. How many years have you been in the game? Oh, my God. <laughs> Almost 30. <laughs> three zero. Oh, <Woo>! yes. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. You know it all. I know it all. You said you've- I've seen it all. Seen I've it. heard it all. I can write a book <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be people out there saying that it's fiction. I know. I can imagine. There's some stories out here. It's a very big day. Yes. As a planner, and I know some planners go on the shopping trips and they really like help you do the styling. It's not necessarily my skill set. I kind of, I'm a logistics girl, but I want to give our listeners kind of like, you just got engaged. What's the first thing we should kind of be doing to really get into that dress shopping. But first, I want to learn a little bit more about how do you find your inspiration in the creations that you design specifically for your collection? Okay. So as I said, because, you know, this was never a dream of mine, so I never studied fashion and I'm self-taught in any in, in everything I do. And um, That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm very intuitive and my intuition just, it's like, you know, I guess it's, also, because it's my calling, God really helps me and sends me inspiration. Mm. It just, it reveals itself to me. And most of, I would say, my main source of inspiration uh, comes from my brides. Because I, for me, it's super important to work with my brides closely, one-on-one. I've been doing this for 20 years at Kleinfeld. So you can imagine how many thousands of brides I've worked with. And it's, you know, it's through listening to their stories and their dress fantasies and dress dreams that I some kind, you know, of get my inspiration from them. I love that. And I I hear you. It's like you're kind of like in the vibe, you're in the moment, and you keep saying this is your calling. So you you get it from a higher power. I love that. It's like... I don't, I don't really know. It just comes to me. You're, you're an artist. It's true. You know, when I, when I understood, I mean, I had a dream like almost 30 years ago when this all started, I had a dream where it was very obvious to me that it wasn't a dream. It was a message from above. Mm-hmm. I was, I was laying on a huge lawn and I saw these beautiful ball gowns, these wedding dresses falling down from the sky towards me. And I could see every little detail. And I woke up that morning, I looked up to the sky and I said, listen, God, I I understand that this is what you want me to do, but I have no, you know, no knowledge whatsoever how to, how to create dresses like that. And I will definitely need your help. And he's helping me all along. That part, that part. Yeah, I agree. Um, I started my career very similarly. I was going to be a lawyer and I attended my first wedding in Paris. Bride had a, a dress snafu. And I kind of fell into the planning. And I'm also a believer. And it was like, God was like, I need you to become a wedding planner. Like, that's your thing. Exactly. And I was like, but this, that's not what I saw for myself. But just following the steps and listening and doing all, it's like my inspiration comes from a really crazy place. <laughs> it's been a very, See? it's been a very interesting journey, but very, I 100%. Fascinating. It's fascinating. It's, it's, it's very amazing. fascinating. Because <laughs> you, it's just like, it's just like being Alice in Wonderland and yes. <laughs> everything just happens and all you need to do is flow and embrace everything that comes down to you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just flow with it. Don't exactly. resist it. Don't fight it. And Just also, go with you know, it. <laughs> I, I am a person that I, I don't believe in being in a box. I don't have a box. Mm. I always think without a box. And then so when you're when you're taught, when when you learn how to do a certain profession, you have rules mm. and you know, 
you have to do things a certain way. But when you when you're not educated to do so, then yeah. you're open to channel so many wonderful things. Yep. Yep. You have nothing holding you back to say this is how you can or can't do it. Nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. You're like, I can try everything because you have no kind of baseline to be like, well, they don't do this. And a lot of our listeners kind of find themselves in this predicament of like having a wedding and what they deem as like the box of what a wedding is. And I I often tell them, I was like, don't put yourself, don't, a, a wedding can be whatever it is that you desire it to be. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be like what you're saying, put in a box of the wedding. But talking more back to style and dressing, what do you recommend brides do to kind of find that inspiration where they are outside of the box? Because they're when they're thinking of a dress, they're, they're thinking about everything they automatically see on social or Pinterest. How do you how do you suggest brides kind of finding the inspiration for what their dress should be? Yes. So first of all, I mean, social is wonderful, but it can also be a huge problem for some brides Mm. because there's so much out there. And obviously not everything fits you. And, you know, you can't just keep, keep on looking and looking and looking for the one dress. Mm. So I would suggest, first of all, to stay open-minded and, not come in to this process. Don't step into this process with a fixed idea. Just be open-minded. Most of the time when I work with a bride, she ends up saying yes to a dress that she never thought she would even, you know, try on. So that's, that's the first thing that I recommend. But I also recommend to brides, and I've seen it happen more recently, something happened in the industry, and brides are just, they just like feel like they must shop everywhere and see everything. <laughs> now, there's a problem with that, because sometimes just from, you know, shopping and shopping and shopping, you might end up in a store where you're you're already exhausted from being in shopping mm-hmm. in so many stores and there might be a good consultant there that mm-hmm. will you know help you choose a dress that is not really the dress that your heart would choose if it could mm. so and i and i see it i see it very often recently i had a bride the other day at Kleinfeld a beautiful gorgeous bride and she was in one of my dresses and you should have seen her face i i mean Brides glow when when it's their dress, but this one, okay. like, lightened up the whole store. And Kleinfeld is big, you know, and she was like sparkling. And her, her mother and her sister kept persuading her to keep on looking. And <gasps> I and, and I could see that she that was her dress. She was in love with her dress, and her dress was in love with her because she looked fabulous in this dress. So I came up to her and I said, "Listen." If you're not 100% sure that this is your dress, I would advise you to keep on looking. But from what I see, you don't want to take it off. And you're looking at yourself Mm. in the mirror. You have tears in your eyes, tears of happiness in your eyes. This might be your dress. So listen to your heart. Don't listen to these outside noises that sometimes Mm. are, are not the right guidance for you. Just let your heart lead you. Your heart will know when it's your dress before you will. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. 
Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. We've talked a lot about on the show, like who to take to those fittings and who to take to those appointments and kind of really being intentional about the people who are kind of supporting you and with you. But something that you just brought up, I didn't consider and that was the like the person who's helping you at the store, who's helping you shop. And that person who's your salesperson, who's kind of talking you into it. Of course. What are some of the things that – I know that you can feel it in your heart and you know, right? Yeah. But are there some other things to consider or look for or questions to ask that our listeners should consider when they're when they're going to the salon? How do they prepare themselves for the interaction with the salesperson as well? other than their parents and friends. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm sure you do just like I do. We feel when it's a consultant, when it's a salesperson, mm. a consultant is different than a salesperson because True. a consultant is there to consult you, but a salesperson is there to sell you. Now, mm-hmm. you have these pushy salespeople that are a little bit aggressive. And if you feel that, then you should really, I mean, you should stop and say, you know, this is, I'm not just buying a dress. I'm buying the most important dress of my life. And I need to feel very comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need your advice. I need you to bring in dresses, you know, to the fitting room that, that you know might be the right dress dresses for me to try on. But when you start feeling that a a salesperson is pushing, then you should stop. You should be able to say, Mm. you know, I need space. I need, I need time. Yeah. This is a huge investment. It's a huge investment, but it's also the most important dress of Mm -hmm. your life. So I can tell you that at Kleinfeld, the consultants, they're more consultants. They're not salespeople and they're there for their brides, you know, They'll give everything they have to their bride and let them and let them feel that they're making the right choice. And if they're not 100 yeah. percent sure, they will come back. Yes. So that's how how they work at Kleinfeld. And that's why I am at Kleinfeld, because I would never be able to collaborate with a pushy salesperson. I agree. We've all felt that before. And this is such you're a lot more vulnerable Exactly. for this decision exactly. and you don't want to be taken advantage of and make no. a purchase that you'll regret. Absolutely. And like you were saying, you should sparkle in it. You should smile. You should beam. You should like give off this aura. Like You should scream from happiness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and by the way, that bride that I was telling you about, when she decided, when she said, okay, you can ask me the question, Penina. And she was like, <laughs> and I said, okay, so uh, are you saying yes to my dress, my love? And she 
she started screaming. The whole store was like, yes, yes. Was, it was such a yes. Yes. That, that I knew, I knew right away that this, this was yes. really the dress of her dreams. Yes. In the same way we, everyone has said yes to their spouse or their partner. It's like the feeling should be the same for the dress. Exactly. Like this is make it just that. Exactly. So it should be love at first sight. When it, you yep. are in that dress, it really has to feel, you just said something so precise, Fallon. You said, it's like when you fall in love with your spouse. So it is exactly that same feeling that you should have. But then when you say yes, some brides do keep on looking after they said yes to their dress and purchase mm. the dress. So now what they're doing is they're confusing themselves because they've said yes to a dress, but they keep on shopping and I always ask them the same question. I say, when you said yes to your spouse, did you go on? Did you keep dating? Dating with other, <laughs> <laughs> with other partners. And then, no, Pina, I didn't. So then why are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. So so why, why are you dating other dresses? What are we doing? This is well, your dress. I, I love have that. to blame. I mean, I love social media, but I do have to blame social media a little bit because, yeah. there is, I mean, there's so much. Yeah. out there. And, and, and you're just like, okay, what if I didn't see this? What if I didn't try this? And that's when it becomes mm -hmm. a problem. Even working with my clients now, like I'll send them a few options of maybe a floral designer or a stationaire. And they're like, are there any more? Exactly. And you're like, uh, you don't need any other one. <laughs> like these no. are the, these are the best of the best. Like, so it's like, there's so much more need for volume or quantity over quality. Of course. And there's always more yeah, there's always going to be. Yeah, you're right. There's a French saying that I love, and, and that's that's how I live my life. It says, le mieux est l'ennemi du bien, which means the better is the enemy of the good. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you find something good, you keep it. It's, it's good. Why look for the better? Sometimes you just might lose the good and never find mm. the better. So I do have, and, and, and that's what makes me really sad because I have brides that come back after, you know, trying on every dress in the universe. And then they say, <laughs> okay, Plina, so I'm ready. I want to say yes to your dress. And then all we have is like two or three months. And there's no way on earth that a designer that makes dresses to order will ever mm. be able to create a dress in two or three months. So, and that's when, yeah. unfortunately, with with really great sadness, I have to say no. Well, but I can't do it. So that's why I do advise brides to take everything into consideration before okay. they just become victims of the more and more. I feel that. Yeah. Speaking of timeline, what is an ideal timeline for getting either your dress or any dress or understanding like how much time can I dedicate to shopping? Mm -hmm. And then when do I actually need to make the decision prior to an event? Okay. So it really depends what designer you're looking at because some designers are uh, mass manufacturers and they have warehouses filled with dresses um, that you can okay. buy at a size that is closer to your size and then alter it. That's one kind of animal. Okay. The other is the couture designers and designers that really make a dress per order. Most of the time, we do take your measurements if it's couture and we create the dress for you. So that takes mm. at least at least 
six months because you have to okay. take into consideration that we have stores all around the world and we have thousands of brides to you know to make serve designs for make designs yeah. for and it does take time okay then that leads me to another question how much should the dress be impacted by the theme or i always say the venue location destination sometimes people haven't made that choice yet let's say does that really need to be a deciding factor before you can start your shopping process? Well, it depends again. Yeah, it depends. If it's if it's a beach wedding, you're not going to appear in a huge ball gown. Although, <laughs> although you can I've seen it. I mean, yes, yes, I've seen it too. And by the way, not ideal. <laughs> it's legit. It's your day. You have the right to do that whatever part. makes you happy. So you can maybe, you know, uh, be in a ball gown for your ceremony. And then change mm. into a dress where you can dance on the beach. You know, sometimes it's on the sand and have yeah. fun. I truly believe that you have to choose a dress just because you love the dress, not because it needs to match the venue or fit the venue. I agree. I agree. It needs to complement you. It's just putting you back in another box. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but then piggybacking off of that, second dresses. What's your opinion on outfit changes? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, first of all, no, I'm kidding. I, I make a lot of business thanks to that, but no, I'm kidding. It's not, it's not, the, it's not the reason why. I okay. love it because it's, it's, it's a once in a lifetime, hopefully. I mean, I did it three times, but it should be once. Third time's charm. Uh, it's done. Third time's charm. <laughs> and, you know, it's a huge event and the investment is so significant that another mm. dress doesn't really count when you look at the budget. So yes, why not? It's your night. And, and yeah. usually the, the dress of a princess is not a dress that you can really dance and have fun in. So mm -hmm. a dress to walk the aisle and a dress for dancing is definitely what I would suggest and advise. Now there are brides that want three and four and five and even more, yeah. which, you know, more is, more is always better. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but you might miss some of your party if you're always in glam and Agreed. changing out. But I'm here for, exactly. I'm definitely here for, like you're saying, your princess dress isn't always the one that's going to let you get Absolutely. down low for the dance for the way you want so to. So I had Agreed. three outfits for my wedding with David. I had a beautiful, <gasps> beautiful taffeta A-line classic dress to walk down the aisle. Then I had a beautiful silver, like very light silver Chantilly lace entirely beaded with Swarovski crystals. And then I changed into a <laughs> denim that my embroiders embroidered for me and I had a little tank top and a denim filled with bling you know I'm the queen of bling of course I was like I, I would expect nothing less <laughs> so, yeah and I said to myself Panina this is the last time so you better you know <laughs> wear whatever you want but it's enough we're not getting married anymore anymore knock it out the park let's <laughs> he's do this he's a good guy keep he's a keeper <laughs> David we love you we love David <laughs> Then I want to close this out with, because I want to get to some listener questions, but I have a few more questions for you. What was the craziest custom dress 
you've ever made, if mm. you have one? I do. I have many. So it's, okay. <laughs> I have a lot, but let's start with this. Okay. I, I had a bride once who requested that I would sew real sunflowers on her dress. Her dress was yellow from yellow tulle, all draped. Okay. And she asked for real sunflowers to be sewn oh. on her dress. And so we did that the day of the wedding. But she came the day of the, her wedding. She came with a, believe it or not, a bird nest, a real bird oh. nest with real bird eggs in the nest. And oh. we had to apply that on her dress, which was a, a crazy okay crazy request, <laughs> but it meant something to her. And yeah. so I, I, I owe, I'm here to make my bride's dreams come true. I cannot, you know, All judge right. or say this is right. This is wrong. Everything, as that we part. said, no box, everything, no box is welcome. That was one. If this is what you want, we're going to make it work. <laughs> exactly. So thank God we didn't have any little birdies. <laughs> That's why I was like, if, if, I thought you were going with, I thought you were going to say there were birds. I was like, Oh, I wonder. <laughs> so, no. Eggs, much better. Copy. Exactly. Um, I had a beautiful bride a few months ago. She got married, I think, a month ago. Gorgeous, gorgeous bride who wanted a, there was a 29-foot train, <gasps> but entirely beaded with Swarovski crystals. So that was really, that was crazy just to, just to be that train and the weight of the train. So she, that was her oh first God. dress and it was a $76,000 dress. Woo! Yes. And then she had to come back and buy, a, purchase a second dress for of dancing, course. which was also filled with things. She was a bling girl. She was my kind of girl. And she was beautiful. So it was an honor for me to create these dresses for her. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. Where was that wedding? Like, I was like, where was she? Like, Versailles or something? Like, where would, could she have a train that long? That's amazing. I remember her oh showing my God. me pictures of her venue. I can't say exactly where it was because I don't remember. But the venue was incredible. A huge, amazing. you know, white piano with flowers cascading from it. It was it was a dream. It was impeccable. Yeah. yeah. Sold. I'm here for it. And quickest turnaround time you've ever had to make a dress? Overnight. Stop. Yes, overnight. So sometimes I get a call, <laughs> I get a call from Kleinfeld. Um, Say, Tina, can you do your magic? Can you create a miracle? And I say, what, what would happen? And so it's usually for brides who got their dress in, and tried it on a week before their wedding, and then the dress is not what they, you know, what they were hoping for. So we do oh. not want to disappoint any bride in the world. And sometimes I have to leave my staff here at my workshop, like for a whole night, just to work on a dress for a bride. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, though. It well is, done. But everything is possible, Fallon. You remember? Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Wow. This was lovely. Thank you. We're going to hop into some listener questions. We reached out to our followers this week and we asked, hey, I'm having Panina on. Like, this is a big deal. This is speak now or forever hold your peace. Because <laughs> we got we got we got some questions. I can so, be on the show again. 
Say less. Let's do this. (laughs) All right. So we've got questions and I've got a crazy email, but that we're going to start with some questions first, give some solutions to folks. I love a solve. First question is, should you still try on a dress that's a different style that you didn't want, particularly maybe a ball gown or, or maybe a slip dress or something, just so you can see it? And I think we kind of answered this question, but tell me a little bit more about trying on something that you didn't envision for yourself and pushing yourself towards that. I absolutely think that brides should try on silhouettes that they never thought they would uh, go with. Because as I said, that's exactly what they end up going with. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, yes. And I would also suggest to try a ball gown, an A-line, a fitted dress, at Mm -hmm. least the three main and major silhouettes in in the bridal arena, and then make a decision what you feel better in. I mean, you're there to play, right? And exactly. this is a, a huge investment. I mean, it's your first you guys time. Have, it's your first, go, do all the things. Drink all the champagne, have some fun. Don't try on too many things, but get it until you feel it in your heart. It's a, either a hell yes or a hard no. <laughs> I really think that brides should, you know, choose to go to to shop in stores that that can offer you know as many designers as possible like i know That's a great i know tip. everybody thinks i'm like in favor of Kleinfeld just because i work with them <laughs> but i work with them because they really are the best so mm-hmm. you know they cater to every bride they they showcase a lot of designers so there like you can try on many designers in one place. You don't have to go Agree. from one store to the other. And then you can compare as well. I think that's that's super important. I agree. I think that's a great tip to find a place that has a lot of the designers that you might have your eye on instead of having to schedule separate appointments, which might exhaust you. Exactly. Um, and so that way you can also see the dresses in real time, kind of side by side. Exactly. And if you can work with your designer. So I've been working with my brides for 20 years, flying back and forth every month from Tel Aviv to New York. And I'm talking 12 Woo. hour, a 12 hour flight. Uh. But if you can, <laughs> if you have the chance and the privilege to work with your designer, I think that's the best way to shop for yeah. your dress because like the mother of the dress is there with you, helping you, mm-hmm. you know, create a, a one of a kind or the perfect dress for you. Yeah, I agree. So that way you can find, I want this type of bodice. I want this type of skirt. I want this type. So it's like you're merging everything together to really suit you. Exactly. And no one could really put everything together the right way as the designer of your dress. Agreed. Agreed. Just like your wedding planner, you know. Hey. I'm the dress planner. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, I like this. I think we're onto something. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Our next question is how to prepare dress expectations for me, mom, sister, mother-in-law for shopping together. That's a tough one, Fallon. That's mm-hmm. a tough question because the more people you bring with you, the more opinions. And, you know, moms have their um, dream dresses in mind. Usually mm-hmm. what they didn't get to wear when they got married. And yes. sometimes moms can be very, I would I say, distracting. I mean, 
They mm. want they want their daughters to try on specific looks, mm-hmm. and it's not at all what the bride really wants. Yeah. So it's and I and I'm the kind of designer. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to be able to stand, you know, mm-hmm. there for my bride and protect her, even if it means against her mom. Not that I'm there yeah. to create a war, but I will always, always tell my moms that it's really it's 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 their daughter's day, not their day. Yeah. You know, and, and they really yeah. have to feel comfortable because it's not fair. If a mm-hmm. bride ends up choosing a dress or purchasing a dress just to please her mom, she will never really be happy in that dress. Agree. We we need to agree on that. I do. And you're basically advocating for the bride. You're the one that's a hundred percent in her corner, which is invaluable. Always. I will risk my life for my bride. (laughs) (laughs) I will stand there with my body. (laughs) It shows. I, I would not disagree with you. And And I think when it comes to setting expectations, I think it's really just communicating kind of what you said and preparing yourself to have that hard conversation before you step into the store with everyone that you're coming with. I've seen a lot of brides in tears. Mm. I've seen a lot of, um, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of quarrels between moms and brides because the bride is like, let me choose my dress. It's my dress. Mm. And I think you should talk about this ahead of time. Yeah. You know, and prepare prepare the kind of vibe that you want around you. You are the most important person yeah. of of that day and of the whole mm-hmm. journey. It's about you. It's not about your mother, not about your mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, not about your sister, not about anyone. You and yourself. Cuz you're the one wearing the dress. Exactly. And you need to walk yeah. down that aisle confident, empowered, and feel the most beautiful version of yourself. Do you then ever suggest that brides come alone to try on at least once? So I I, I do have brides that come in with their mothers and their, you know, entourage. And I, when I see that it's a little, it's squeak, it's squeaking. Uh, you know, you feel this quickness in, in the air. Um, that's when I look at my bride and I like, oh, you know what, my love, why don't you, you know, you've tried on a few dresses. Why don't you go home and think about it and come back? I'll be here to help you. And that's when I know that she'll come back on her own. And they usually do. Mm-hmm. They come back alone. They, they, you know, they paid their due. <laughs> to their moms and their mothers-in-law and everyone. And then they will come alone and choose the dress of their dreams. And that's how it should be. I love that. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yes. Do the do the show. Exactly. And then come back and actually get to work. I mean, moms, <laughs> moms and mothers-in-law do deserve that moment. Yes. But it's really, it's not, it's not to them to decide what dress the bride will wear. That part. I agree. I 100%. Moms are going to kill me now. I'm, that I'm part. Be, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope moms are not listening to this podcast. I know. And I'm kind of at the point where it's like, I kind of get along better with the moms. I'm kind of like aging up a little bit. And I was like, uh oh. So <laughs> it's like, I think no. we're, we're both going to get some, no. some hate mail, but this is, this is great. It's, we all have the best interests of our brides in Most mind. Most mothers always. are very easy to deal with, but you yes. sometimes have, you have a mother Zilla, you know? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. 
I do. I do. And there's something going on. And I don't have, I was like, I wish I could help you solve your trauma, but we're going to work with your bride real quick and make, make her beautiful. Exactly. All right. Last question before we get into an email. Preserving your dress. Question is, will my daughter actually wear it one day? I mean, if it's a Panina Tournay, absolutely. But <laughs> should is preserving a dress something you ever suggest or recommend or thoughts on preserving? So I don't think your daughter will ever wear your dress, even if it's a Panina Tournay, because Panina <laughs> Tournay will be making so many new dresses. That part. And, exactly. <laughs> and I guess that, you know, I might be doing um, spacesuits as brides. Oh. Dresses. You never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen with this world. <laughs> but yes, I would preserve my dress because I think it's a sentimental dress. Mm. Uh, um, and there's a lot of emotions in that dress those very precious and sacred moments are yeah. in the dress and i would preserve yeah. it as as a as a piece of art that was mm. there with me at the most important moment of my life and it started it's that's like the the thing you were when it all began exactly um, so it definitely symbolizes a lot of beauty and love and exactly and family. if you don't like it. and if you don't the only way to you know to treat a wedding dress is to if you can, to donate it to brides mm. that cannot afford one. And then you, by making someone else, a, another bride happy, yeah. it brings great karma uh, to the yes. bride, to the dress, and to yourself, of course. I agree. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh, this has been a great conversation. All right. We have one final question from our email box, which is brides at betches.com. And this is kind of wild. So... Stay with me. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm going to read the whole Nothing can scare e- me. I'm Israeli, remember. <laughs> okay, but I was like, okay, let's, we're going to give this one a shot. Um, all right. Dear Betches Brides, I'm writing in because at the moment I'm feeling pretty helpless and seeking out help, advice, anywhere I can turn. Your podcast has been essential to me as I plan my wedding, but now I'm feeling lost. My dress was stolen out of my car this weekend. I filed police and insurance reports, but that is not going to bring my dress back to me. The dress was made in Australia, and I was getting ready to make final alterations made to it. My wedding is in Mexico in less than two months away. I haven't been able to talk to anyone in Australia yet to see if they can offer me some type of help, but I'm freaking out that there isn't enough time for a solution or even alterations on something new off the rack. Aside from that, I'm already over my budget, and at this time, I just don't have the resources to invest too much into a new dress. Any advice or help would be really appreciated. I feel like I'm living in a nightmare and don't know what to do. Please help. Wow. It does feel like a nightmare, and I have to tell you that I had a bride that it's a crazier story even that had her dress, listen to this, (laughs) had her dress, you know, in the bag, in in the garment bag. And she had she had her baby with her, so she <gasps> put the dress on no. the, on the roof of the car, like, and she put the baby in the car. And while doing all that, she got into the car and drove away, and her dress fell off her car. So that is even, I mean, that is even crazier. But to this beautiful bride who just wrote you this email, I have to say something that I truly believe in. I'm a very spiritual person. And more than anything else, well, I believe that a wedding dress is karmatic. It's not just a dress. It's karma. 
you end up wearing the dress that you were meant to wear. Now, sometimes it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I know it's awful and I know there's a lot of investment involved and it's it's a tough it's a tough story but you know maybe maybe you were not meant to wear that dress and that's the only way that the universe can could like move you away yeah. from that dress now I do understand that there's a budget issue and especially if, if the dress came in from Australia it must have been quite expensive oh, really? yeah That's not easy to solve, but let her come to me. I mean, when is her wedding? <laughs> she said to, she said it was two two months away. Oh and I I mean, I think it's worth well, my first thing would be there there's so many kind of things you could reach out to. You could go to some other bridal salons and just see what is possible. Tell them your predicament. Well, Maybe they do, do have, have something. Sometimes. So we do have at Kleinfeld, I do have some dresses in stock that are there mm-hmm. just because they were like samples and they look great. They look perfect. Yeah. Um, or a dress that was canceled because, you know, the wedding was canceled, which turns mm-hmm. a negative karma to a good karma when a bride, yes. you know, adopts this dress. And then the price of these dresses is much more accessible. Mm-hmm. So, and if I can help in any way, I mean, I'm, I'm being very honest. If I can help her, I will. And I will give her the biggest discount in the world because the story is a tough one. This is, yeah. And I feel also sorry. I mean, the person who, who stole the dress just got themselves into such a bad mm-hmm. karma because you don't, you do not steal a wedding dress. I'm sure yeah. the dress will... The, the right dress for her will appear this way or another. I agree. I, I kind of feel that she's going to find a dress that she will be super happy in and even happier mm-hmm. than what she was in her original dress. That's my feeling. I agree. And it's this has kind of also been my... It's hard to explain, but I take this approach also when planning. When clients, when some of our couples are like, oh my God, we have to book this write an hour or the photographer's going to walk away or it's like they create so much tension on vendors that might leave them having this scarcity mindset. And I'm like, whatever's meant for us will be for us. Exactly. The vendor that's supposed to be there on your wedding day will be there on the wedding day. There's no need to rush or feel panic or anxiety because it will all be. Exactly. Everything that is meant to happen will happen. And I agree with you that I feel like this wasn't her dress. And there could be some underlining issues exactly. <laughs> that are in the spirit world that we have no idea about that, that girl, this wasn't yours. Agreed. And there might be a reason that you might not be supposed to be walking down the aisle, but we won't get there. Agreed. I'll just start with this wasn't your dress. If it's yours, it's yours. And if it's not yours, it's not yours, no matter what you do. That part. So I 100% think you're going to find the right dress. I agree with you. Nina, this is amazing. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> so, so you're saying yes to my dress. I'm saying yes. Go to go <laughs> see Kleinfels. Go get Panina Tournay. Go into the room. Have her like wave her, and you will be taken care of. Wind. This is you know that I'm the fairy godmother of brides. Finally. I'm here for that, and I, I I know that this is, and I'm. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. It's my honor and my pleasure, Fallon. You're amazing. No wonder Yael listens to you all the time in her working hours. Oh, 
Yael, I see her. Us. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yael's She's us. amazing. I'm kidding. <laughs> and congratulations to Yael again. Congratulations on a beautiful wedding day. Is she wearing one of your dresses? She's wet. So Yael is a very, very talented designer herself. And oh, she designed okay. a, an incredibly beautiful and precious lace. She designed oh. her, own, her own lace. Yeah, that's, that's like, not everybody gets you... to do that. <laughs> that's stunning, impeccable. Stunning. It's like, a, it's like a magical secret garden of oh. all these flowers that symbolize a lot to her and birds and okay. all the elements that mean a lot to her are Nature. embroidered on her lace. And I'm sure this. that she will be wearing the most beautiful dress. I will do everything to help her. Um, <laughs> but she knows, she knows exactly what she wants. She's got this. Yeah, she's, she's got, got this, this under control. Done. I love this. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Panina Tournay, where can people find you on social if it's not already obvious? <laughs> so, yeah, Panina Tournay. Okay, you know, at Panina Tournay soon will be also in many new stores in the U.S. because I finally am opening up to many stores in the U.S. Yeah. So I'll be exclusive to Kleinfeld in the tri-state area, but okay. then LA, Miami, Texas, all these beautiful places that I never get to visit and work with brides from there. Because, you oh. know, after COVID, uh, shopping yeah. habits have changed. And so brides don't travel that much. So I, yeah. will, I will be doing the traveling and I will go okay. and meet my brides on the other side of the United States, the beautiful United States that I love so much. Come on over to LA where the sun is nice. Uh, I love we'll hang LA. out. It's going to be so much fun. I love I'm LA. Coming. <laughs> Let's do it. You guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram, and you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening and till death do us part. Betches.